0: But first, those images out of Sri Lanka have been extraordinary, haven't they? We've seen people ransacking the parliamentary buildings and people protesting on the streets, angry at what they see as the failure of leadership in their own country, people who are hungry, people who have had enough and are fed up with rising prices and a collapse of political leadership. What does this mean for a country that has been riven by ethnic and religious division, but coming together now with a voice of anger. Avani Dias is the ABC's South Asia correspondent. <sighs>
1: Well, Stan, this is the culmination of a protest movement which has been going for just about 120 days, a bit over that, and people have been taking to the streets every single day because they've been frustrated in this awful economic crisis that has gripped the country. People can't access basic goods that you and I take for granted, things like food, fuel, medicine. The power goes out for for hours at a time. People are waiting for a full day just to fill up their cars with diesel And they see the leadership
0: living in opulence and swimming pools and gyms.
1: That's right. And that was the real clincher when people on Saturday were able to get inside the President Gautabaya Rajapaks' house. And as you say, it was the complete contrast to what people have been dealing with throughout this year. You know, his fridge was fully stocked with food. They were eating curries and making snacks in his kitchen. He had the power on. They were watching the cricket on his flat screen TVs. He had a whole garage full of luxury vehicles. There were chandeliers in this beautiful colonial property that was meant to show this divide between those at the top and the people on the ground. And that divide has completely crumbled now, Stan.
0: Avani, one of the things that we've seen is that this cuts across all sectors of society in a country that has been to war with itself, a country that has been ethnically and religiously divided. All groups have been out in force in this protest.
1: That's right, and it's been really interesting to watch, Stan, because this family, the Rajapaksa family, they've been in politics in one way or another actually since the 1930s, but it's been in the last uh, couple of decades that they've really held those major positions of president and prime minister. Senior minister positions were also held by the Rajapaksa family, and the issue was the way that they got to power, especially in the last election in 2019, was by really pandering to the Sinhalese Buddhist majority in Sri Lanka. There was a lot of divisive politics going on. The Muslim community, the Tamil ethnic minority, came out and said that they felt that they were being persecuted directly by the Rajapaksa family. And in 2019, when there was a terror attack, the Rajapaksas really used that and said, well, Muslim people conducted this attack. And they, they said a lot of statements against the Muslim community because of that terror attack. But what we have been seeing this... This year is all these religious groups coming together on the streets. You're seeing the Muslim community, the Tamil community, the Sinhalese people, they're all uniting and have now forced this uh, leader to stand down.
0: Just for now, there may be unity right now in this protest movement against the excesses of leadership and and forcing Rajapaksa to stand down. But how binding do you believe that is? Do we still see the, the same religious tensions beneath the surface just waiting for someone to come along and to exploit those divisions again?
1: Well, this is the clincher, right, Stan? Because what happens next is going to be so crucial for this country. The protesters have been calling for the president, Gautabaya Rajapaksa, to stand down for months now. and But who takes over? That's going to determine the future of Sri Lanka, because experts are saying it could go down two ways. Either this could descend into anarchy, a government that isn't legitimized or trusted by all those different ethnic and religious groups could actually see Sri Lanka turn into a failed state. But on the alternative it could be an opportunity where these united groups can call for more than just a leadership change experts are saying they could actually call for systemic changes a lot of people saying there's too much authoritarian rule in sri lanka uh, and there are calls for those sorts of changes to come through but as you said this is going to be now a test for the sri lankan community can they keep this unity going and continue holding the power against these leaders and calling for more change
0: and just finally, Avani, it speaks to what people are looking for in leadership, too, doesn't it? What does this say about the ethical demands of leadership? It doesn't just stop with with Rajapaksa, but the Prime Minister Ranil Vikramasinghe, has well uh, has said that he will step down. His house has been attacked and and set on fire during the unrest. People are seeing. The gap between the elites of politics and how others live. What does this mean for ethical leadership in Sri Lanka going forward?
1: Well, this is such an interesting question, Stan, because I was speaking to protesters this week who have stormed the president's house, who have who have seen this luxury that he's living in, and they made some really clear statements. They said, this is a warning to other countries that if you do practice these divisive politics, that if you try to hold on to power when people don't want you in those positions, then it's going to end badly in the way that it has for Gortabaya Rajapaksa and his brothers and so and you mentioned the Prime Minister, Ranil Vikramasinghe, who's also being forced to stand down as well. I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago and he made a really interesting statement to me. He says this is a warning against populist politics, something that we're seeing in different countries around the world. And he's saying a lot of leaders should look to what's happening in Sri Lanka, the people power. You know, people are comparing it to the Arab Spring and mm. what happened in the Middle East. And they're saying that, you know, this is a real lesson in trusting people and acknowledging that they can have power against leadership.
0: Avani Dias, ABC South Asia correspondent. Thank you. Thanks, Dan.